0: Wednesday, June 29th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Million Dollar Portfolio, Ron Gross, and from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann and Bill Barker. Guys, good to see you. Hey, Thanks, Chris. Today. Well, we just emptied out the first floor to bring all of Motley Fool Asset Management <laughs> up here. All right, we've got who's the, watching? Uh... <laughs> who's minding the store while you guys are here? Okay. Dead silence. Good to know. Yeah, We've got the latest on an American bank, a Chinese automaker, and an internet farm. But once again, we will begin in Greece.
1: Once again. Again.
0: <laughs> the Greek parliament voted today to pass the package of austerity measures that clear the way for securing the next bailout from the EU and the IMF. Uh, Bill Mann. This just in. Everything's better. <laughs> this is bailout 2.0. Yeah. This, so, I mean, it's all good now, right? Everything's fine?
1: Yeah. So a couple of things there. Yeah, they did pass it. Um, so that is, I guess, a step. I mean, I, I don't know what else they would do. And I'm not quite sure. I mean, I understand why people are writing because they're unhappy. But had this not passed, Greece wouldn't be able to pay its workers starting next month. So the same workers who are unhappy about what happened may want to think about what the alternative was.
0: Does this make you more optimistic about Greece's future and therefore the EU's future, <laughs> or is this still, as you said last week, they're they just kicking pa- the can down? Right. Road.
1: They also passed a bill that Greece is now going to have six awesome industries. <laughs> <laughs> they are not telling you what they are, but yeah. So Greece-
2: unbreakable plates, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: bouncing plates.
0: Ron, what do you think?
3: You know, if, if Greece was a company, you would say its business model is broken. It, it's it's unlike like its it, plates. Right. It's yeah. kicking the can down the road. It's it's you know, pushing it down to another day. But this austerity measure isn't going to fix things, even if they stick to it, to the letter of of what they passed. Um, so so I continue to be fearful. I'll just push my fear down the road a bit. <laughs> yeah. Bill Barker?
2: I, I suppose Greece is probably in more trouble than some of the other uh, countries in Europe, just in the sense that it has done to a greater degree what many of them have done, which is come up with Actuarial tables for for decades now, which just don't stand up to scrutiny of you know how long everybody can be provided a, a full pension yeah. uh, for several decades, you know more decades of, of living off of a full pension than the decades that they spent working to to put money into it. So I, I think they are a, a greater example, but there are plenty of others still out there, and they're all watching Greece right way, now and worried.
1: Way. So you're saying that the solution for Greece is lower life expectancy?
2: No, that's, that's what you tried to make me say before <laughs> we started this podcast. <laughs> and because I have some shred of humanity, unlike yourself, I, I had to reject that.
0: All right. So what, what are some of the other countries in the EU that you're focused on uh, as an investor when you're, when you're trying to gauge the health of the EU and the strength of the euro?
1: I think Germany is the most important one. I mean, obviously, we could talk about what are now being called the peripheral countries. But all of this is basically going to be done at the behest of Germany. And so there are there are potential solutions for Greece. I think ultimately what Greece is going to have to do is either leave the euro or they're going to have to be German bonds that are put up backed by Greek assets. But really, the political situation in Germany is is the most important.
0: Bank of America announced it has set aside $14 billion to pay investors who lost money on mortgage-backed securities. Of that $14 billion, $8.5 billion goes to settle claims from some big investors, including PIMCO and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Bill Barker, shares of Bank of America up today. Is that because the uncertainty is over or because the amount could have been even higher?
2: Yeah, I guess my guess would be that it's a reminder to those who had forgotten that Ken Lewis is no longer around at Bank <laughs> of America and that people have, have, you know, been reminded of that. This, this course, is mostly the product of the acquisition of uh, Countrywide, which uh, I have offered as the, the worst acquisition and the most obviously bad acquisition in the history of uh, acquisitions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've gotten rid of the, the problem guy, uh, Lewis, who... who came up with the great idea to buy countrywide in the middle of you know a financial crisis and uh, to take on all of the debts that they had created for themselves so i I think yeah it it's a removal it's actually to treat the question seriously it's the removal or or diminution of, of some uncertainty about uh, how bad this could be for the company
0: bill man yeah
1: basically what you're seeing is the largest uh product liability payment in, in,
0: in history. <laughs> so, so mortgage-backed securities as, exactly. a, as a product really didn't work out so not, well. Yeah. But,
3: but to your original question, it could have been way worse. The original face value of these bonds was in excess of $420 billion. So $14 billion not too not too bad. So far. So far. I mean, yeah.
0: Now, in the uh, Warren Buffett tradition of being greedy when others are fearful, it, when you look at Bank of America as a stock, is, is this uh, – possibly a a contrarian play here? Or are there just still too many variables uh, with Bank of America?
2: In the Warren Buffett tradition of investing in things that you can understand, I, (laughs) I would still caution that Bank of America has a balance sheet, which is indecipherable to almost all and if you
1: can even see it i mean if you you can even see the important parts murky you're (laughs) saying it's murky yeah it's
2: it's murky there is some value there but it doesn't lend itself to the kind of valuation approach that that most investors are comfortable with there's there is just too much to you know too many levels that you have to go through to try to understand what's really there
1: yeah Bank of America has a very good franchise. They've got a they've got a massive, great name. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bank of the United States was not available so they went with Bank of America. Um they've got an excellent infrastructure. They've got, you know, money centers all over America. I mean, they dominate in 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 California, they dominate in the south in the US. I mean, uh, th- they uh they've got a lot of, you know, they they've got a, a lot of very big good things you know in within the company but the problem is is that a lot of these big banks have become you know they've become less banking utilities if you will and more trading organizations and the you know the trading stuff that's i don't know what kind of a multiple you put on it but
0: it's not big a rough quarter for chinese auto and battery maker BYD Profit fell 84% because of slowing car sales and rising costs. The company has also delayed plans to launch car sales in North America. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mann, this, uh, this is sort Why of. Why are we talking about well, this, Chris? We're talking about this because um, American Energy, which is a subsidiary of Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. owns, D- owns about 10% of this company. Um, Charlie Munger, the, the vice chairman at Berkshire, he, he's still enthusiastic about the company, but uh, I. Uh, those are bad numbers uh, I, I was going to say I 'm no Charlie Munger, but I know what profit falling eighty four percent means what is your take uh, you know I, trying to
1: figure out what's happening with a you know with with, with a Chinese battery company I mean you're talking about it, w- when when Berkshire announced that they had taken this position, the first thing I thought was this is a Different kind of company than anything else that they've bought, because you're talking about something where not only the 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 income, the earnings, but the revenues were way off in the future. And I think that is I I think it is simply true about companies of this sort that you have to be willing to forego a quarter you know a quarter by quarter scrutiny uh, because you know electric cars are still. The car of the future, and so uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know that you could point to Ber- Berkshire and say, "Wow, they really screwed up." Although they can't be happy about this,
3: Ron. I think a little context is probably necessary. They invested two hundred and thirty million for ten percent of the company. Um, Berkshire has forty-one billion dollars in cash, one hundred and sixty billion dollars in total equity. This is kind of a nibble. Um, it, it's not going to move the needle here. It's interesting, yeah. but it's not that important to the company's overall financial health. But to the point
0: that. Bill Barker made earlier about Warren Buffett investing. He also in used the word diminution Or <laughs> what was that word? <laughs> Demunition. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah, nailed it. Um, but it, you know the whole notion of investing in things that you understand. I mean. Does does a Berkshire subsidiary
3: need to get the blessing of Warren Buffett before making this? You said it's a, not really it, not, it's not a, a power smart. company. Now, Munger can write a two hundred and thirty million dollar check. I think um, yeah. he just can you know give Buffett a little nudge, and 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 I think they get that done.
0: Now BYD stands for Build Your Dreams. Um, essentially enabling you to build your dream car. What, what What's your dream car, Bill Parker? These it's days, just, just something that gets about
2: 150 miles to the gallon would be, <laughs> would be my dream car. Or You know, anything more than the six miles a gallon that I think my car does get. Ron? Uh, one with a pizza oven in the trunk.
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Bill Man, well, you do a lot of biking to work, but, uh, but you must have a dream car.
2: Yeah,
1: in mind. my dream car may actually be a nicer bike. Really? Or
2: anything that the Mach 5 had? You know, like right. the buzz saws in front of the car that come out, the ability to jump. You yeah. know,
1: hey, that, that, that's actually a good point. An Inspector Gadget style car Ooh, The Knight Rider fun. car yeah. kit.
0: There
2: you yeah. go. Well, kit. if you had to go with one, I'd rather have Speed the Mach 5 than a car that talks, personally.
0: What about what if the car? But you that, hate people. What, <laughs> what if what, <laughs> loner? But what if the car that talked also had a pizza off it? Does that sweeten the deal for you at all? Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am pro-deliciousness.
0: And finally, Zynga, the makers of Farmville, Mafia Wars, and other social games, is gearing up to be the latest internet company to go public. Zynga is looking to raise a reported $1.5 to $2 billion, which would put the company's market cap somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to $20 billion.
3: Ungh gross. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Is it okay if I'm sick of these companies going public? <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> this one's not that that bad from a numbers perspective. Um, they'll probably do in excess of one billion dollars in revenue in 2011, maybe five or six hundred million in profit. So those the valuation isn't actually ridiculous. What you got to buy into is the sustainability of the business yeah. model. Farmville and Cityville and and Poker. Um, and and the reliance on Facebook, you've got to extrapolate that into the future in order to be an owner of this company, and that's probably not a bet I would take.
0: Bill,
1: I, yeah, I think that's uh, I I think that's exactly right. I mean, the the gaming companies, really, the best analogy that I can think of when I when I try to value them is I think of them, the, them like drug companies, is that they are blockbuster driven, and Zynga has been fortunate to have a number of blockbusters, but the, you know they 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 tail off after time, so. I think the valuation is probably pretty appropriate for a company with that type of uh, you know with, with 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 those types of characteristics
2: yeah I think that 's not a bad way to look at them and to remember drugs. that the blockbusters actually last for a much shorter period of time in the gaming community than they do for for blockbuster drugs they don 't have any patent protection or any protection at all in in one sense as soon as you 've done something really well, there will be a lot of competitors who will get out there generic or, or improved versions of your game. And uh, Zynga's done a great job building a business, but whether it's worth this price is an entirely different uh, equation. I'm sure the bankers
3: are saying let's get out there fast. <laughs> let's get let's securitize yeah.
2: Farmville.
0: Uh, now Farmville obviously it's it's the game for for those who haven't played that, and I'm, and I'm including the four of us. All I'm, of us. I I assume. The, but it's, <laughs> no uh, one's going to fest to it now. For, for those, I you
1: know. spent about 15 minutes and saw the dark side. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: But for our are dozens of listeners who who may or may not know uh, Farmville is this game where you grow food and raise animals in a virtual setting. Um, uh, with that in mind, much more
1: fun than growing real animals <laughs> exactly <laughs> in a real what, setting. Uh,
0: f- in terms of farm animals, most overrated, most underrated. What do you got, Bill Parker?
2: Uh, overrated. I'm going to go the rooster. You know, because yep. I mean, who wants to be woken up at that hour? And what else do they do <laughs> really? Because they're not they're not giving you the eggs. <laughs> Uh, uh and and uh underrated i'm gonna go with a llama what?
0: really really there are a lot yeah. of llamas on farms <laughs> more, more I, than I, you I think it up. i actually have it right <laughs> wow you think. oh
2: i've stolen runs research <laughs> for I actually have it written down. you could still go with the alpaca <laughs> 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 instead if you want bill
0: man underrated overrated uh,
1: you know overrated I, I i really actually am gonna go cow really yeah first of all
0: you know bacon is
1: you know my my underrated is pig kind of no matter what nice no matter what because the pig cows, is just so valuable. I mean cows here's the thing about cows they are environmentally destructive
2: I mean the whole methane
1: thing and you know I don't think that we're getting behind these all that these guys the are
2: whole, stealing whole, everything i was going to say and well. all they're doing is giving you meat for your whole life well and but we got pig
0: presumably
1: <laughs> we got uh, more we got more delicious meat one pen over
0: all right but what what do you say to lovers of ice cream where am i going to get my milk for ice cream <laughs> goats have you had goat milk ice cream? I can't say that I have. I'm Please just saying,
1: no. I'm, just saying I'm, I'm a solutions guy here.
0: <laughs> is that what you are,
3: Ron Gross? Everything I wanted to say has been stolen, so I'm going to have to go on the fly. Um, Otters. Uh, so <laughs> underrated is the beefalo, which is the coolest mix of cow and bison. It's a it's a genetic, what? A genetic is that like hybrid. To, is
1: that like an animal tobacco <laughs> Yes. Oh, no.
3: So I'm going with beefalo, and and um, overrated. I'm going with mutton, the sheep. The sheep. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, I mean, mutton. You know. I mean, nobody likes mutton. Mm, no one mutton, rates but... mutton highly,
2: though. <laughs> How can it be overrated? Only in I don't know England or Ireland or wherever they're no, actually but eating mutton.
0: But you know, it's it's just like it is with stocks. You know, a stock can be trading at three dollars a share and still be overvalued. You know, mutton.
1: I don't, I don't know. sell at any price on, 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 on cheap. Huh?
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Bill Barker, Bill Mann, Ron Gross. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you
2: next time. Ron, what what is uh, you you brought research in on the llama? You did, yes. So you know, I, llama, mean, um,
3: I wrote specifically. I no kidding around. They protect the sheep on the farm, so I thought that was pretty. Oh. Neat. How you know, just like a by they spitting, scare away a lot other, of spitting. They scare away. Other they're big things. and mean. The coyotes. The by, by,
2: coyotes. You know, most underrated farm animal like has to be like a border collie. Have you ever seen like competitive sheep herding with the border collies? Yeah. You know. Get, <laughs>
3: You think that's underrated? Are you really asking uh, maybe, me if I've ever uh, seen underrated. competitive? I don't
2: know. I just, it's uh, amazing. How little,
0: how little do you have going on in your life though, <laughs> that you're
2: watching competitive? Well, we the to summer, get Bill a the summer that I lived in He's England, just wishing he look, had it's better than dog. watching darts on TV.